Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world right now. This is Amrit Wang of The Raw Entrepreneur. Um, this is a special product series that um, I, I invite speakers like Dr. Jeff Feynman from Holistic Actions to come on board and to share his knowledge with pet parents who are striving to become more conscious pet parents um, in today's world. So let me just give you a very short introduction on who Dr. Jeff is. Um, he is a research-oriented certified veterinary homeopath and molecular biologist who has been experimenting with his own genetic disease symptoms for over 40 years. He is a past president of the Academy of Veterinary Homeopathy and is a current board member and chairman of the Research and Education Committee. His articles have been published in peer-reviewed journals, and some can currently be found on the holisticactions.com blog. He is the founder and teacher of Holistic Actions with the exclamation mark, an online platform which helps pet parents decide how to best help their pets. He and his wife, Amy, live with Archie, a rescue pup, and Rex cat named Tigger. And one thing that I like what Dr. Jeff always signs off in his emails is he likes to share ways to have happier pets and save money using holistic actions. Um, holistic actions today, I think they span uh, 15 countries with membership across three continents. Um, and he is aiming for, was it 1 million? members or the 1 billion members i can't remember but he's very ambitious he's truly truly very ambitious and i'm so blessed and thankful for him to join us today hi dr jeff hello amrest and thanks so much for for inviting me i'm very grateful to be here yeah. <gasps> okay. so and, and our goal is a million pet parents empowered with the information we're going to talk about uh, by 2025. So you're doing you're doing your part. Yeah. So for for listeners who don't know uh, much about Dr. Jeff, uh, one of the things I have the deepest respect for this man is because he defied all odds by surviving a mysterious disease that puzzled medical professionals for almost 40 years until 2010, when it was finally given a name. Spinal cerebellar ataxia, or SCA for short. Uh, unfortunately, there is still no definitive treatment, but that has not stopped him from pursuing his dreams of helping pet parents and their companion animals. So this this is this is one man that I have I love and have the deepest respect for. Um, you know, he's like super brainy. You know, like seriously, he's he's like an awesome dude. I, I, I love this guy so much. So um, today, today, um, Dr. Jeff, would you like to explain, you know, uh, what is Holistic Actions to, to our listeners and what sure. you do? Um, well, the actions that we're, that we're talking about are all described in Holistic Actions. Are you asking about just in general about Holistic Actions with the yeah. platform? Yeah, I mean, you can you can explain to them what Holistic Actions as the platform is in terms of your, you know, membership and even your foundation, just to let everyone know, because sure. I don't think uh, the Mind Valley members especially are familiar with 
with your platform? Thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, our goal is to get the information out there that isn't out there to hopefully help us to increase our pet's immune resilience in ways that nature intended. And Holistic Actions Platform is just an online um, membership, pet pair membership area where they can get, anyone can get one-on-one -on -one guidance, you know, from veterinarians, um, um, on the forum, on weekly webinars that are disease and symptom focused, and putting everything into context of conventional medicine. So we're not there to treat pets, we're there to inform pet parents about what's what's available, what's out there. And yes, my, my perspective as a patient for 46 years is actually the genesis for a lot of these actions because the things that helped me are what we're now applying to, uh, to the animals. So what are you focusing on nowadays? Well, that is a really good question. We're focusing on ways to susceptibility, meaning that ways that make pets more resilient to whatever they encounter in their environment, whether that's infectious agents, bacteria, viruses, toxins, um, lifestyle, something happens to them, you know, in their lives, um, the more resilient that the the pets are the less the diseases and fewer the infections they're going to get. So, in terms of because um, you know you you do homeopathy for pets, um, and I'm just curious how how does that work with animals? Well, um, this isn't about homeopathy and that the holistic actions usually are not related directly to homeopathy, but they're all related to energetic balance. So internal balance we're finding in science is the flow of information and energy in the body. And there are ways to get that better balance, which decrease susceptibility and make pets less likely to, um, to get sick from any disease, from infections or otherwise. So homeopathy is just a way to use the clues that a pet's body is giving us, symptom clues about what's going on in their body as individuals. We see every pet as a snowflake. They're all different. So there is no treatment. You know, there is no homeopathic remedy or any remedy specific for Cushing's because one pet with Cushing's may need a whole different individualized plan and remedy than any other pet. So I noticed on your website, you have something called the happiness protocol. Could you elaborate on what, what that is? 
Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, the happiness protocol is a, a way to increase that energetic balance that we just talked about. That's really super easy to do for pets. Not so easy for us with our brains because our brains get in the way, but you know, for pets, it's really easy because we can just take them out for a sniff walk or play or purring or give them a happy meal and they're happier. And that actually helps improve their immune system's ability to fight, fight germs. And the way um, actually the happiness protocol came to, to be is one of my own pets, uh, beloved young, nine-year young standard poodle, passed away a couple of years ago from kidney failure from Lyme disease or associated Lyme disease. Her Lyme level was 250. We would like to see it below like 10, 20, you know, uh, it's called C6 level. Um, and she was sick for a long time and being treated and never really responded the way I would like to see her respond. Well, the day after she passed away, I uh, tested Archie, my other dog, who's actually right up there sleeping with his beautiful new, new bow tie. Um, I tested him, and he was also, Vanya was 250, he was 750, the highest level possible for the C6. And he was already getting into um, kidney disease. And just by, you know, upgrading his happiness level with sniff walks, extra happy meals, up what's called beam training, um, we were able to get his body to its job and start decreasing the Lyme organisms and normalize his kidney function within a couple of months. So what what is this uh, beam thing that you you're referring to? B E A M. Is that correct? BEAM is the central part of the happiness protocol. It's also the central part of really all of the holistic actions that we teach, and that is focusing on quality of life instead of individual symptoms, diseases, or you know, diagnoses. BEAM stands for behavior, energy, appetite, and mood. So we say, like to say, turn the high beams onto better health for your pets. So you're basically closely monitoring their their balance, their internal balance, as reflected by their beam, which is something you can see every day. You know, does your dog bark for his food the way you should uh, the way you usually would? they eat as quickly? Um, does the cat interact as, as often as, as usual? Is he starting to pee outside the box or poop? You know, is there something going on in the beam? That basically is a clue that, that internally they're, they're mm. imbalanced. So, you know, um, would you know, like the cases that you've come across, um, you know, lately, like um, what is the, like the number one issue that you see pet parents come to, come to holistic actions for? 
Uh, part of the number one are allergic symptoms. No skin itchiness, hot spots, ears, no other allergy signs. And we see allergies as you know, an immune imbalance rather than focus on the cause or the trigger of the allergies. We're focusing on the cause, which is the immune balance. The more balanced, the more resilient, less susceptible, the less likely that you're going to get an allergic symptom. So like myself, I've got celiac disease, which is an extreme gluten intolerance. But I focus on my own balance. I have to for other reasons. And by doing that, you know, my, my celiac symptoms are minimized. So normally, um, when you talk about, say, being for behavior, um, what what sort of things do you look for or look at and how, you know, do you have any example cases for that? Any, any change is really significant. So that the example, for example, brain was, is a um, golden with severe kidney failure from Lyme also. And the way Sue first detected the problem was just that Brain was embarking for her meals like usual. She was eating a little bit slower than usual. And that was the first clue that allowed early detection of something going on in her body. And that is followed up by doing blood work and exam and all routine stuff. But we use that information to inform what you do, not necessarily you know, direct what you do, meaning that you go to the vet and get a diagnosis, you know, they may say, well, you have to give an antibiotic, you have to give steroids, but it's good to look at the full context to see what other actions may be, may be helpful. Right. And then you said from uh, B's behavior, mm -hmm. and what's E again? Energy. 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 So, do they get up like usual? Do they... um? catch the ball as often as usual? Does your kitty get the zoomies as often as usual, more often, less often, what's different, that kind of thing. So that's where homeopathy comes in. It looks very, very closely to all of these subtle changes. Right. And then A is for, I can't remember now. Appetite. What's A? Appetite, that's right. Appetite. That's one of the easiest to monitor because that's, you know, are they eating? Are they not eating? You know, in what way are they not eating? How often are they not eating? How quickly do they eat? How slowly do they eat? Although all the parameters related to eating. Is there a um, general diet that you sort of recommend normally? There, there is, and that is the freshest diet that you can afford to give. So that could be, you know, a varied fresh food diet the way many of us eat. That may be a cooked food diet, that may be farmer's dog, that may be a raw food, but the more variety, the better. Okay. An M for beam. M. The M is the most, the most objective 
that is mood. Mood. You know, if you're, and we don't know because they can't tell us, you know, the depressed or the anxious. We can see, you know, more objective clues that make us say or make us want to say that a pet is anxious or depressed. But it's almost so, always reflected in their behavior specifically. So say like um, I'm I'm a beginner pet parent and I don't know any of these things. Um, when I say um, do a consultation with um, holistic actions, um, you'll be able to guide us on what are the things that we should look out for using the Beam protocol. Absolutely, except that we don't do consultations. Ah. That's a one-on-one -on -one consultation mm. with the veterinarian. Okay. We're, we're, we're there to help guide you with the information about what to look for and all things that you're, that you're you know, alluding to. But yeah, we're not doing one-on-one you know, -on -one care. They get a, the closest to that is a 24-7 forum that's available 24 hours, seven days a week. You can ask your questions, put everything in context, get feedback from veterinarians or get a once a month, what's called an HMDM call or holistic medical decision-making call. Right. And that is also to better help guide you to what, what your options are. So normally, you know, what kind of, um... What are the usual like topics or so far you've had recently for for holistic actions? Oh, thanks for asking. In January through March, we've been focusing on something called One Health Medicine. That is a form of medicine that sees pets, people, and the planet all as one. So we all share the same life force, and these strategies that we're talking about are good for us, good for pets, and the good for the planet because we're working along with nature. Right. You know, there's some people who don't, I don't know, um, don't believe in holistic actions, you know, like the, the modalities, you know, um, and some pet parents might be um, worried and nervous, you know, coming from, you know, conventional vets normally, like like me, for instance, you know, I my, when I first started as a very <clears throat> ignorant pet parent, I, I went to my conventional vet and, you know, basically it was always um, steroids and antibiotics. And um, that was the answer for almost everything. <laughs> And I realized after a while that it wasn't solving a, a lot of things. And for me, I turned to more holistic um, modalities really out of desperation, you know. Um, but would, would you say, you know, like how would you explain to pet parents how, how does it work? Or, you know, like is there a scientific basis in in what you're doing? Great question. Thanks for asking. And yes, the answer is yes. Everything is science-based um, that we do. 
not the modalities per se, but things like, you know, breathing or therapeutic sniffwalk, you know, all sciences and books like this for people. But no, unfortunately, it's not science-based. It's not research proven in dogs and cats for the most part. You know, things like happiness and positive attitude and exercise and good food and breathing are just now beginning to get, you know, thought about and measured and researched in animals. So it's going to be years before the, the data is out to be able to say it is science-based, but you can start today. And that is what the intent of, you know, holistic actions is. You know, I'll help you start today. This, this is, you know, um, story that, you know, I think um, not everyone has heard. Uh, especially for new listeners, but what what drove you to start holistic actions? I I think basically it was my being in science and conventional medicine for a decade and not knowing about any of this stuff, and then eventually once I learned about it. The parents calling me with the problem, and they've been to multiple vets, but none have suggested fresh food feeding or any of the strategies that we're talking about. So it's really just you know a lack of information was what what spurred us onto starting you know holistic actions is a way to integrate the conventional and the holistic models. Conventional medicine, you know, can be holistic. Holistic really just means that we're looking at the full picture rather than reductionistic, you know, where we're reducing it down to, you know, one little organ system or one, you know, you've got an eye problem, you've got an ear problem, you've got, but it's all related. Would you say your your approach is um, functional in terms of the you know the, the modalities that you use when you when you analyze like an animal that is sick, for instance? Because you actually with the Bean Protocol and your Happiness Protocol, you it, it seems like you really place a lot of emphasis on. Uh, Maybe some what some pet parents might call the intangible, like emotional side. I don't know, you know. Um, yeah. And it is really, really super important to quantitate and measure as much as possible. So we're not, and that's why say the mood is the one thing that really can't be quantitated. Everything else is quantitatable, whether it's by blood work, whether it's by diagnostic tests, whether it's by the speed of getting up to go to the door or speed of eating. It's all um, it's all measurable and very concrete. Mm, okay, so you definitely do encourage pet parents that they must go to the conventional vet to do all the diagnostic testing, the blood tests and everything, right. even if it's a stool test, urinalysis, um, 
to actually get the information to start uh, putting together the, the the pieces of what is going on with with your sick animal as a whole and not just um, just an itchy ear and you just try to deal with the itchy ear and then you forget about you know ignoring all the other symptoms or even like the diet for instance um, that I don't know in my personal experience usually uh, when you improve the diet that sort of makes a huge difference because a lot of pet parents um, still do feed a lot of processed food um, and and I have found just that little tweak seems to help but then there's always more like you said with behavior and and you know the 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 mood you know everything else is all interrelated it's 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 actually integrated um what you're describing instead of uh what do you call it you know separate like oh what's the itchy ear and then vets usually just focus on the itchy ear and they'll say like okay you have some antibiotics and some cream and go back and they don't actually look at any other thing Right, yep, and, and that that's a really good point is really you can boil it all down to one thing and that is you're working with nature and if it's an anti, if it's working against something, whether it's an anti-inflammatory like a steroid or an antibiotic, you know, for killing bacteria or anti this or anti that, then it's by working against the body instead of working with the healing mechanisms. So with holistic actions, you know, um, could you, um, who, who's on your team besides you? Um, we've got around three or four veterinarians on faculty, there's a trainer, groomer, and there's probably about a dozen or so adjunct faculty, veterinarians, all of which, all of whom have their own special area of interest, whether it's a conventional vet or internist or somebody that practices traditional Chinese medicine, or like myself, a homeopath, or somebody that does physical therapy. So it really depends on the individual. That's actually our answer pretty much to every medical question. And that actually is the answer to every medical question is it depends. And it depends on the context of the individual. Well, you know, Dr. Jeff, I I want to thank you for spending this time because I know you're a really busy man, you know, and you have, you know, always been very gracious with your time. And I, and the last time when I spoke to you, I think we, we actually did quite, uh, quite a long, we had a quite a long conversation and that was really amazing. But I know you're, you're actually a really busy fella, you know? So I really wanna thank you for your time to explain what you do, you know? And I actually do hope that, you know, our Mind Valley members, especially who never heard of Holistic Actions, will go to the website and have a look, you know? Um, they do have some awesome talks by, by guest speakers as well, which I think it's, it's really cool. 
and it gives you an alternative option to conventional medicine and approach and whether or not you're open to exploring um but it's it's something that i think if you're like me who had to um, see your cat and dog suffer time and time again and the, the conventional vet um, was basically treating the symptoms but not the root cause of it um, it got me very frustrated plus it, it was a very costly affair um, mm. I have to say and I like the fact that you know your your tech slogan in your email is always way you know like to help save, you know, to have happier pets and to save money, you know. Um, and I do wish that I knew you years ago, because then I would have saved thousands and thousands of dollars on, on my animals, you know, honestly, honestly. So I just want to thank you for your time. Well, thank you for having me, Amrit. And you can you know, use as much time as you want, whenever you want, because there's <laughs> nothing more important to me in you know, these years to get the word out there. So thank you for having me and thank you for spreading the word. Wow. I'm so thankful and grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, download, rate, review, and share this with others whom you care about that may enjoy it as well. Thank you and remember to be kind to yourself and others. Have a awesome day, everyone.